Welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School with Michael Benner. Hello, this is Michael Benner, host of the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. Thanks for joining us for this third episode of Quarantine Meditations. This program is available as an audio podcast wherever you get your podcast stream, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, just about any platform, player app, or podcast directory has the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School available in it. Additionally, we have a YouTube version which is edited and focused on just the exercise. The full audio podcast will contain not only the exercise, but a little mini-lesson as we've done in the first two episodes of this quarantine meditation series. I want to remind you that I continue to offer free intake sessions by telephone, Skype, Zoom, WhatsApp, FaceTime, whatever platform works for you. To access my online calendar and schedule a time from what's available, simply go to my primary website, michaelbenner.com, and click on that big red circle right in the middle. You'll receive a confirmation email, plus another reminder the day before you're scheduled to call me. If you can, we'd really appreciate a comment or review on the podcast platform you use or the YouTube channel under comments. It really helps other people find these programs and get a sense of how you felt and whether they should invest the time to listen. In our first episode of this series, Quarantine Meditation Number 1, we introduced the exercise called Progressive Muscular Relaxation, a very important part of any meditation or contemplative exercise that's often overlooked by many beginning meditators. Even in yoga classes, the idea of inducing a deep relaxed state before you actually begin the meditative practice as a mental, emotional, spiritual exercise. That's a very important, uh, even essential part of the whole process. In our second quarantine meditation, we did a guided imagery exercise to boost the immune system, create vitality, and express those affirmations and warm, healthful, positive feelings out into the world. Today, in this third episode, we're going to discuss the benefits of mindfulness. For the next few weeks, you may have some extra time on your hands. This is a real good time to begin to practice mindfulness for about 15 minutes a day. It'll change your life. Now, before we do it, what is mindfulness? What does that even mean? Well, I've seen a number of definitions that I like. I think a brief definition is simply noticing what you notice. Whether during a formal mindfulness meditation or after your eyes are open and you're seeking to live more mindfully in the world, to notice what you notice. And if you just contrast that with how often you find yourself becoming aware of having not noticed this or that. In my book, Fearless Intelligence, there's a story about me eating a brownie, (laughs) an espresso brownie from Starbucks without even realizing it 
only to become aware that I had eaten it after it was already gone and I had <laughs> I, I had wasted the thousand calories. But then I talk about, well, what if I come to my senses late in life and realize that I'm in my 80s or 90s and my life is pretty much over and I forgot to pay attention. Most of us are so lost and obsessed by regrets from the past and fears of the future that we forget to be in the present moment, to pay attention to what's happening right now, and to do so objectively as if somewhat detached, not dissociated, but detached. I'll explain what that means. And to do so without judgment. This may seem to you to be the oddest part of all. The idea that we can witness our lives without judging everything as either good or bad, right or wrong, with us or against us, but just observe it and not judge it. A simple example might be a a rainy day, and you would hope to go outside and play or go on a picnic or some activity outside, and the rain is disappointing to you. But think of other days when you loved the rain, when you knew the rain was needed, and the grass and the flowers and the trees and shrubs and bushes and the rivers and the lakes and all the creatures that live upon and swim through those streams of water would really benefit from a nice heavy rainfall. So the idea that life is what you make it, even though that may seem like sort of a well-worn, even trivial phrase, it bears some reflection. What does that mean fully? Give it some thought. Life is pretty much what I make out of it. We're not victims of our perception. We're active co-creators in the way in which we perceive reality. Things really are pretty much a function of what we think and feel about them. As humans, our shared experiences overlap, but they're never identical. You and I could sit on the beach and watch the sun go down, and we'll always see two entirely different sunsets. Think about it. So mindfulness is noticing what we notice. It's paying attention to the present moment, free from judgment. And the benefits of that are essentially expanded awareness or higher consciousness. In other words, a more full understanding of all the implications and ramifications, the denotations and connotations of our lives. They become much richer as we become more aware. Many mindfulness teachers will talk about mindful eating or mindfully walking. Like my brownie story, think of all the meals that we've gobbled down while chatting with our friends and enjoying ourselves, but really never savoring the meal. We're much more likely to eat food that's not really good for us, not wholesome, not even real food, when we're not mindful of the eating process. So on the other hand, if you actually paid attention to what you're eating, why you're eating it, how much you're eating, where the food came from, how it tastes, 
what it's doing for your body nutritionally, that's going to be a much more fulfilling experience than if we're with a group of people and chatting up a storm at the same time we're eating. And so it is with mindfully walking. Do we walk to get from point A to point B, simply to arrive at a destination? Do we walk because it's good exercise and it oxygenates our body? Those are both good reasons to walk, but what if we make it more about the journey than the destination? What if we walk to experience all that we encounter along the way. We hear the barking dog and notice the gardens and the flower beds and the people and temperatures and the fragrances and the colors and the textures, uh, the gentle breezes and the quality of the light, the feel of our feet upon the earth, the way in which the planet supports us and, and how it feels to be connected to the earth as we walk. That's a very different, more mindful way of walking. And we can bring that to our relationships as well. Is listening for you simply waiting until it's your turn to speak again? Do you spend that time instead of really listening, just deciding what you're going to say when it's your turn to speak? Or do you truly listen? Do you give yourself over to a high-quality state of receptivity where you make an attempt to mindfully hear what the other person is saying, the logic in their reasoning, their motivation for saying it, and how they feel, and, and why they're telling you this? Are you really present for them? And so having said this, just imagine the benefits of mindfulness as a practice in an emergency or crisis like the pandemic we're experiencing now. Instead of being riddled with fear and muscular tension, confused thoughts and numb feelings, we can explore the full depth and breadth of our experience and make it truly memorable and sort of bend the curve from terrifying to a much more positive experience, an opportunity to enrich our lives. And that's just a bit of what learning to be more mindful can do for us. Well, we have to learn this. It is a practice. It's not just a decision that you make. And so to learn to be mindful of your thoughts without being the thinker, to be mindfully aware of how you feel without being victimized or consumed by those feelings, to deliberately and purposefully choose your behavior instead of reacting reflexively, and to patiently observe without judgment the world around you and empathize with others in it, begins with watching our breath and identifying as the witness rather than the breather. And so let's do that exercise now. Find a comfortable place. Again, could be a formal yoga position on a 
meditation pillow, or you can use a straight back chair, a overstuffed chair, a sofa, whatever works for you. And if you'd like to lean back a little bit and get the support of the furniture, that's okay. But try and be as erect as possible. Keep your spine as straight as possible without being rigid. We want to balance ourselves and feel centered so that we can relax more completely. And so take that position. And if you're in a chair or on the sofa, put your feet flat on the floor and feel your connection to the earth. Just imagine how it feels to be grounded. How might it feel to be a tree with roots that reach deep into the earth that plug you in and electrically ground you to the earth, to the material world. And just as you feel physically connected, feel emotionally calm. As if your emotions are like a small lake, a pond or pool of water. And you can feel the surface of that water slowly becoming smooth as glass. Physically still, connected and supported by the earth. Emotionally calm and peaceful. And then align with your mental body. A sense of a vertical alignment, physical, emotional, and mentally clear, focused, and aware, alert, attentive, and relaxed. Physically, emotionally, mentally, and above you, spiritually aligned, open and receptive to a downward precipitation of the energy that illumines and animates you. Physically, emotionally, each plane or sphere aligned and integrated, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, feeling whole and complete. Filled, full, fulfilled, and radiant. Closing your eyes if you haven't already. Take two or three nice, slow, deep breaths. 
pulling in strength and power as you inhale and as you exhale slowly, create and sense a letting go feeling. Inhale through the nose, hold for just a moment as you peek, and exhale through the nose or the mouth even more slowly. As you feel the letting go of muscular tension, stress, anxiety, muscles relaxing and unwinding as you feel the letting go. Ah. Allow your breathing to find its normal and natural rhythm and bring your awareness to the bottom of your nose. Find a single spot, perhaps on the tip of your nose or somewhere along the cartilage that separates the nostrils. And imagine that you exist as a tiny little pinpoint of awareness fixed in that spot on the bottom of your nose. And your intention is simply to monitor, to observe, to witness your body breathing itself. Do that now. Notice your body breathing itself all by itself. Remind yourself you are not doing this breathing. You are watching your body breathe itself autonomically, automatically, involuntarily breathing at its own pace, its own rate, its own rhythm. And you choose not to interfere. If at any time you would like to hold your breath for a moment for any reason, or, or perhaps take a nice, slow, big, deep breath, to relax even further. You can do that, no problem. But then, as you allow your breathing to return to its natural rhythm, take that step back, detach, and associate yourself as the witness or observer of this 
autonomic breathing. Notice the rhythm, the period, the length of each breath. the amount of time that the body pauses at the end of the inhalation and at the completion of the exhalation. Notice any changes in your breathing. Remain fixed at that single point rather than following breath into your lungs and back out again. Or instead of thinking of your breath as the slide on a trombone going back and forth, remain fixed at that single point on the bottom of your nose as if somewhat removed observing your body breathing itself witnessing without judgment for there is no good breath or bad breath Your breathing is not right or wrong. It always supports you and never opposes. It just is. And you are curious. even fascinated. As you watch your body breathe itself without any assistance or interference from your will Invariably, your mind will wander, become bored, and seek to distract you, to pull you away. And that's okay for a moment. Let it go. Don't fight it. Don't judge it. And certainly, there's no need for you to admonish yourself. Distraction is to be expected, anticipated. 
and understood. But as soon as you're aware that you've drifted off, notice whether the thoughts or feelings that pulled you away have any real significance. And when you realize they do not, they're simply distractions. They're simply unintended distractions. Release them. And gently bring your awareness back to that point on the bottom of your nose. And observe your body breathing itself. Even if you have to do this several times a minute. It's rather like training a puppy to sit and stay. It takes patience and repetition. And in time, like the puppy, your mind will learn to be less and less distracted and more easily focused on your breathing. As you learn to observe your breathing as the witness rather than the breather, you will be able to observe your thoughts and feelings as the witness rather than the thinker or the victim of your emotional feelings. 
and do so without judgment and be more aware with a greatly enhanced understanding of yourself, your relationships, and the events and circumstances that comprise your life. Both during a meditation exercise and with your eyes open and moving about your daily life and affairs. Prepare to return to the waking state with enhanced awareness and interest in your incomparable uniqueness and the life you lead. And count yourself out from one to five, reminding yourself that in a few moments, when we finally reach the number five, you'll open your eyes, wide awake, alert, feeling refreshed and rested, relaxed and yet energized, revitalized, feeling really good, healthy, strong, passionate and compassionate. And as we begin, one, Feel yourself gently floating upward toward the wide awake state. Two, drifting ever so gently. As if in the basket of a beautiful hot air balloon. Three, you continue ever so slowly to drift upward. And notice the horizons expanding around you in all directions. Four, feel the pillow or chair supporting you, the floor beneath your feet. And five, eyes open, wide awake, back in the room, feeling really great, all refreshed and revitalized with a full memory of this exercise and having formed the intention to practice mindfulness in a meditation and with your eyes open, moving around in the world wide awake and alert, to be mindfully aware, noticing what you notice in the moment, free from the distractions of past regrets and future fears.
And this is Quarantine Meditation number three. Thanks very much for listening, sharing this with your friends, posting a comment or a review. Again, if you're listening as an audio podcast, you can find an abbreviated version of this program on the YouTube channel. Search for The Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. And if you're listening on YouTube and would like to hear the full unedited version as a podcast, use your podcast app of choice, search for The Ageless Wisdom Mystery School, or simply go to our podcast website, theagelesswisdom.com. And the T-H-E is part of that URL, theagelesswisdom.com. All right. Thanks so much. Stay strong, stay safe, stay in touch. From Palm Springs, California, this is Michael Benner. Namaste and aloha. Ooh.